0: Hello and welcome to today's episode First, the very big news The most important news But small, just obvious news Bakhmut has fallen Russia's PMC Wagner announced they have captured Bakhmut And soon they will transfer that to the Russian military And I think they have already uh, So now it's hard to spin and and shape propaganda narrative Russia is undeniably winning this war. Of course Ukraine tried to divert attention by uh, attacking Russia's Belgorod Republic and uh, for, for, for a little while they were successful at diverting attention and uh, the news media which is most of which is controlled by the western companies they just said uh, this is an invasion into russia ukraine is winning and all that all that all that you know russia was caught by surprise and the uh, ukrainians have invaded all that nonsense uh, turns out it was just a few people it was it was just a nuisance and that will be that probably will be ukrainian strat ukrainian strategy going forward it's obvious that they cannot win in a standard war against russia it was obvious before the beginning of the invasions the special military operation but it's still the same and they cannot just spin it ukraine is winning ukraine is winning and i think ukraine will now try asymmetric warfare what is asymmetric warfare well, terrorist attacks basically, uh, but also uh, non-traditional attacks, uh, non-traditional warfare. So they'll uh, drone strike. They'll try to drone strike the Kremlin. They'll uh, cause trouble in Belgorod, and maybe they'll do the. They will do do some cyber attacks. Uh, maybe they will uh, intercept some Russian uh, cargo ship or something, something like that. Asymmetric warfare, basically, what Pakistan does to India, that's what they will try to do. Ukrainians and you know Pakistanis are their friends, so uh, Pakistanis are in good position to guide them in that warfare. But I don't think it will work for for long, because russia will you know respond at some point and just take over ukraine it it's the outcome of this war is obvious ukraine will be under russian control it will be stupid of russia to give up any ukrainian territory to poland or nato or anything like that it will be stupid they have to go all the way to poland right now the the Things have escalated so far, and just it's at this point, Ukrainian neutrality is impossible. So Russia will either annex entirety of Ukraine into Russia, or it will turn some parts of Ukraine into autonomous state like Chechnya. I have said this from from er, very early. Uh, I think I think I said it last year also that uh, Ukraine will be under Russian control in some way or another think of of it like this there are many many Russian cities uh, historically Russian cities which are still under Ukrainian control Uh, Odessa Odessa is one Uh, Kharkov or Kharkiv is another Kiev is another yes Kiev the Ukrainian capital it was like the beginning of Russia's uh, civilization Um, they were called Kievan Rus. so you Kiev uh, I don't know what happens to Kiev but I think Russia will annex further Ukrainian territories and I think they will reach to the borders of Poland that that one is obvious Uh, if they don't reach to the borders of Poland uh, NATO basically gains territory, and Russia has drawn a red line when it comes to Ukraine being part of NATO. And I don't think any side is willing to back down at this point. Um, I think it will take some time for for West to enter Ukraine and you know forcibly annex or. Uh, you make Ukraine part of NATO uh, by confronting Russia or whatever uh, but Russian soldiers are ready right now they're just waiting for the Ukrainian counter-offensive uh, but I think they will reach to the borders of Poland It it logistically it's much easier for Russians to reach borders of Poland than for nato or poland to enter and get ukrainian territory so that's 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 what happened bakhmut has fallen and i think i think they will move on to china now here's the story there was a g7 meeting in hiroshima recently they released a statement that basically revealed their new target China this is after they failed to regime change and collapse and balkanize and exploit Russia that was their plan cause a regime change and and in the future balkanize Russia into multiple smaller nations which they can exploit later on that hasn't happened and now they're going against a much bigger target that is China. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why they are doing it. Um, they don't have any plans. They just want to l- make themselves look good, or over- what? I don't know why they are doing it. Uh, they are just shooting themselves in the foot, not just shooting Russians and Chinese. The statement is called G Seven Hiroshima. Leaders communicate. Here's an ex- excerpt. Ex- excerpt. Point 51 and 52. 51. We stand together as G7 partners on the following elements which underpin our respective relations with China. We stand prepared to build constructive and stable relations with China, recognizing the importance of engaging candidly with and expressing our concerns directly to China. We act in our national interest. It is necessary to cooperate with China, given its role in the international community and the size of its economy on global challenges as well as areas of common interest. We call on China to engage with us, including international fora on areas such as climate change and biodiversity crisis and the conservation of natural resources in the framework of Paris and Kunming-Montreal agreements addressing vulnerable countries' debt sustainability and financial financing needs, global health and macroeconomic stability. Our policy approaches are not designed to harm China, nor do we seek to thwart China's economic progress and development. A growing China that plays by international rules would be of global interest. We are not decoupling or turning inwards. At the same time, we recognize that economic resilience requires de-risking and diversifying. We'll we'll take steps individually and collectively to invest in our own economic vibrancy. We'll reduce excessive dependencies in our critical supply chains. With a a view to enabling sustainable economic relations with China and strengthening the international trading system, we'll push for a level playing field for our workers and companies. We'll seek to address the challenges posed by China's non-market policies and practices which distort the global economy. We will counter malign practices such as illegitimate technology transfer or data disclosure. We will foster resilience to economic coercion. We also recognize the necessity of protecting certain advanced technologies that could be used to threaten our national security without unduly limiting trade and investment. We remain seriously concerned about about the situation in the East and South China seas. We strongly oppose any unilateral attempts to change the status quo by force or coercion. We reaffirm the importance of peace and stability across the Taiwan Strait as indispensable to security and prosperity in the international community. There is no change in the basic positions of the G7 members on Taiwan, including stated One China policies. We call for a peaceful resolution of cross-strait issues will keep voicing our concerns about the human rights situation in China, including in Tibet and Xinjiang, where forced labor is of major concern to us. We call on China to honor its commitments under the Sino-British Joint Declaration and Basic Law, which enshrine rights, freedoms and high degree of autonomy for Hong Kong. We call on China to act in accordance with its obligations under the Vienna Convention on Diplomatic Relations and the Vienna Convention on Consular Relations and not to conduct interference activities aimed at undermining the security and safety of our communities, the integrity of our democratic institutions and our economic prosperity. We call on China to press Russia to stop its military aggression and immediately, completely and unconditionally withdraw its troops from Ukraine. We encourage China to support a comprehensive just and lasting peace based on territorial integrity and the principles and purposes of the UN charter including through its direct dialogue with ukraine point number 52 there is no legal basis for china's expansive maritime claims in the south china sea and we oppose china's militarization activities in the region we emphasize the universal and unified characters of the unclos and reaffirm UNCLOS's important role in setting out the legal framework that governs all activities in the oceans and the seas. We reiterate the award rendered by the Arbitral Tribunal Tribunal on July 12, 2016 is a significant milestone which is legally binding upon the parties to those proceedings. And a useful basis for peacefully resolving disputes between the parties so they basically want to contain China this is this is just this is just basically submit to every single demand of ours think think about this right let's start with 51 point number 51 we are we stand prepared to build constructive and stable relations with China okay recognizing the importance of engaging candidly with and expressing our concerns directly to china well the g7 particularly the united states have acted just so terribly uh, in terms of diplomatic and uh, foreign relations and all that all the dialogues and all that uh, when it comes to russia and ukraine war that that i that people on the internet uh, other influencers who cover geopolitics are saying that the chinese aren't even talking to united states chinese government is not talking to united states government they're not picking up biden's phone they're ignoring com- biden completely they just don't care at this point that's that's what i've heard so the f- uh, first part of 51 it's we call on china to engage with us including international fora on areas such as climate and biodiversity. Um, same thing, again, just like just like what I said, Chinese are not interested in engaging with United States, considering how irrational the Biden administration has been when it comes to Ukraine conflict. Our policy approaches are not designed to harm China, nor do we seek to thwart China's economic progress and development. That's just a lie. A growing China that plays by international rules would be of global interest. Uh, when they say international rules, they just mean Western in, uh, and American uh, sub- subservience, I guess you can say. Just basically submit themselves to America. We are not decoupling or turning inwards. At the same time, we recognize economic rec- that. Rec- ec- we recognize that economic resilience requires de-risking and diversifying. Uh, that's that's what decoupling means. That what they're doing basically is taking out manufacturing slowly away and out of China, while trying to keep access to the Chinese market. So they want to make money from China. They want to continue making money from China, but they don't want to invest in china they don't want uh, to manufacture in china basically that's what de-risking means ha- uh, complete decoupling is basically not trading at all that's that's so that's a little diff that's the difference de-risking is basically we'll take out our investments we'll take out all the manufacturing and all our supply chains out of china but we still want market access to chinese consumers with a view of, to enabling sustainable economic relations with China and strengthening international trading system. We will push for a level playing field for our workers and companies. We, we will seek to address the challenges posed by China's non-market policies and practices which distort the global economy. We will counter malign practices such as illegitimate technology transfer and data, dis- or dis- data disclosure. Well, some, some of that is legitimate technology transfer uh which you know basically they if they want to do business in china they have to give up their technologies but also china doesn't have intellectual property laws of course you are going to call it illegitimate but in chinese domestic economy according to chinese laws that's totally legitimate okay and i think they should have sorted this mess out in the 90s when they started shipping all their factories to china they should have asked for uh, technology transfers just direct technology transfers but also strong intellectual property laws and by the way this is what obama the former president obama was trying to do with tpp the Trans-Pacific Partnership. Uh, basically, they'll get all these countries. Uh, the Asian, many of the Asian countries, USA. I, I think UK and maybe few European countries, uh, Japan and Southeast Asian countries, like, uh, uh, you know, Southeast Southeast Asian countries that are to the north of uh, Australia, and to the southeast of China and basically force China to come to the negotiating table and set up international framework of sorts uh, fr- an international trading agreement of sorts uh, where if China wishes to join they'll have to abide by intellectual property laws basically kind of like EU uh, European Union but for Pacific uh, region that was TPP Uh, But uh, when president former president Donald Trump came in he cancelled out TPP We remain the next point we remain seriously concerned about the situation in the East and South China seas Of course you are everyone is because of the supply chain in East Asia East Asia by me by East Asia. I mean China Japan Taiwan South Korea basically the big giants. everyone is concerned because most of global semiconductor manufacturing comes from east asia particularly taiwan and south korea tsmc and samsung and uh, if uh, if a war happens um, so you can uh, almost say goodbye to proper supply chains uh, in around the world that will be you can almost say goodbye for a few years to proper semiconductor supply uh, semiconductors will be in short supply which means massive inflation in everything that's electronic because semiconductors are part of all electronic stuff everything that we use everything that industries use not just not just consumers industries all the factories All the special equipment they use also use semiconductors also all the military stuff they also need semiconductors so if anything happens there kiss goodbye to all the technology for at a at a cheap price at least the technology is not lost forever of course existing technology will still exist for few few years and uh, but that will cause massive inflation. We reaffirm the importance of peace and stability across Taiwan Strait. Um, I, I don't understand why they bothered with one China policy, you know, uh, when they recognize the Taiwanese government as the part uh, sole government of China. International community recognized. No, they didn't recognize communist China. And in the 1970s, they basically went. Communist China is the real China and Taiwanese government is, Ill, is illegitimate. That's that's basically the one one China policy. Uh, but many countries have unofficially kept embassies open for Taiwan. I think they, when they recognize Communist China as one China, they should have declared Taiwanese independence and settled that matter once and for all right there. I don't know why that that was a massive screw up by the West, by the United States, at, in the 1970s. Next point: We'll keep co- voicing our concerns about human rights situation in China, including in Tibet and Xinjiang. That's true, but what are you going to do about it? What are you? What are you going to do about it? to the west of xinjiang is central asia central asia is in completely under russian and chinese sphere of influence and uh, western powers don't even have access to central asia direct land access to central asia for that they'll need armenia which is to the south of georgia which is to the south of russia armenia And Azerbaijan Armenia Azerbaijan and Georgia the Caucasus region which is to the east of Turkey but to the south of Russia uh, in the Black Sea region that's 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 near and they don't have American military doesn't even have access to the Central Asia directly just like they have to the entire world Central Asia is Central Asia is firmly under Russian and Chinese sphere of influence so what are you going to do about Xinjiang situation? Tibet, same thing. Uh, best they can do is Pakistan. Best they can do is Pakistan. And Afghanistan. But Afghanistan is lost. So what what can they do? Asymmetric warfare. They can. They could have waged asymmetric warfare. Uh, via Tibetan and Xinjiang independence movements and all that. But even, even if they declare independence, what, what are they going to do? this is uh, this is the next part of the same point we call on china to honor its commitments under the sino-british joint declaration and basic law which enshrine rights freedoms and a high degree of autonomy for hong kong same thing uh, if you want to invest in asia and all that just just choose singapore at this point don't don't even bother for hong kong unless you are getting some special deal or something or, or or you have already invested in hong kong just just don't bother choose singapore singapore is uh, this is not financial advice but from what i've read i'm not a financial expert but from what i've read singapore is a neutral uh, kind of kind of neutral even at, at at this point singapore is more neutral than switzerland considering switzerland chose to sanction russia and they destroyed the neutrality which lasted for centuries Imagine, uh, you're Im- imagine you're imagine your swiss right you were neutral during the second world war against the nazis but you choose to sanction russia russia like wo- over ukraine so anyway uh it's it, i think there is a trend where uae dubai and singapore are starting to replace uh, S- Switzerland as like two neutral investment destinations because they were neutral on uh, Russia Russian sanctions all that all that So there's that Next point We call on China to act in accordance with its obligations under Vienna Convention on Diplomatic Relations and Consular Relations and not to conduct interference activities aimed at undermining security and safety of our communities the integrity of our democratic institutions and our economic prosperity huh is cia chinese is george soros chinese what what are you talking about the interface the chinese are interfering in hollywood and in in the education system but in elections in western countries no, they they're interfering in the, the third world countries basically bribing and corruption but in those countries bribing and corruption are standard practices so even if the chinese were doing it someone else would have to do it uh, in india they probably interfere but what what does that have to do with g7 I I don't think the Chinese are interfering in G7 that's that's I don't think I don't see how at least in democracy they are not George Soros or they are not CIA or they're not using they're not trying to uh, start color revolutions we call on China to press Russia to stop its military aggression and immediately completely and unconditionally withdraw its troops from Ukraine. Okay, the Russians have escalated in Ukraine, but they were provoked. Don't pretend like uh, Ukraine wanted to be part of NATO and you didn't just, you were just neutral and Ukraine came begging to you. Uh, You provoked Russia, you installed a new government in Ukraine and provoked Russia, but you want Russia to be stopped from the chinese how does that make sense there is no legal basis for chinese china's expansive maritime claims in the south china sea and we oppose china's militarization activities in the region i don't know what under what treaties, china does not have a claim in the south china sea i don't know what i, I just don't know. Uh, i please again i don't i don't want to uh, i don't want to defend china come on i i i don't want to defend china but you're being unreasonable here i i don't want to defend china but clearly even i can see like china has more of a maritime claim in the south china sea Then. You know, United States, which which have military, which have militarily encircled China, via Japan, South Korea, Taiwan, Philippines, etc. And maybe I think even Vietnam too. I, I don't want to defend China, but this is just. Speaking of G7, by the way, uh, Prime Minister Modi. Has had major symbolic and diplomatic wins recently. India was a guest in the G7 summit this year, on, and uh, PM Modi met President Zelensky of Ukraine on the sidelines of G7. Here's a short summary from an article in CNN so in, on a CNN website. Ukrainian President Vladimir Vladimir Zelensky met with indian prime minister narendra modi on the sidelines of the group of seven summit g7 summit in japan saturday the first in-person meeting between the two since russia's invasion began modi who has so far refused to condemn the invasion said india would do everything we can to help end the war the war in ukraine is a big issue for the whole world he said it has also had many effects on the whole world, but I don't consider it to be just an issue of economy or politics. For me, it is an issue of humanity. For his part, Zelensky invited Modi to join Ukraine's peace efforts to bring the war against Russia to an end. After G7, PM Modi was welcomed by PM of Papua New Guinea, James Marape. PM Marape bent down to touch PM Modi's feet. This went viral, especially in India. PM Modi met leaders of 14 Pacific Island nations at the Forum for India-Pacific Islands Cooperation Summit. PM Modi was given the highest civilian award of Papua New Guinea, the Grand Companion of the Order of Logohu. He was also given the highest civilian award of Fiji, Companion of the Order of Fiji. PM Christ Christ Hipkins of New Zealand came to meet PM Modi on the sidelines of the Forum for India-Pacific Islands Cooperation Summit. PM Modi then met PM Anthony Albanese of Australia in the Sydney st- Stadium. PM Modi was welcomed by around 20,000 cheering fans. PM Albanese called PM Modi boss at that event. So PM Modi had many wins internationally at least uh, symbolic wins and diplomatic wins but indians must remember there are no permanent friends or enemies in geopolitics so while there are these are all these are nice gestures we should have our national interests above everything else in our minds the next story donald trump's relations relationship with russia the true nature of investigation of former Porters Trump's relationship with Russia was revealed recently. It's called the Durham Report. Here's an excerpt from the Daily Wire. Special counsel John Durham, who was tasked by the former attorney, attorney General General Bill Barr to examine the propriety of the FBI's investigation of President Trump, released a three hundred twenty page it report on Monday that found the FBI had no evidence to support Trump Russia scandal when it began its investigation and found sobering differences in how it approached the Trump probe compared to other politically sensitive investigations. Basically, they had no evidence or link that justified the investigation of Trump but they investigated him in anyway a lot of people are shocked and outraged by this but no one is pointing fingers towards trump for this let me explain remember trump's campaign slogans were drain the swamp lock her up etc basically trump was calling for a purge whether he realized it this or not disclaimer i'm not calling for a purge I am a neutral party here, it doesn't really affect me as I am not a US citizen, just just putting it out there. But let me explain. Trump was calling for a purge of the more internationalist pro-war factions of US establishment by saying he will drain the swamp. So of course the swamp attacked him back. Compare this to two most famous purges in history, both happened in 1930s. Hitler staged a false flag attack on the Reichstag, Reichstag which set uh, Reichstag on fire in which uh, which he blamed, which Hitler blamed on communists. He then purged most of his opposition in what is called the Night of the Long Knives. Stalin of the Soviet Union exploited the murder of Sergei Kirov. To purge the internationalist factions of the bolsheviks. Trump called for a purge openly by saying he'll drain the swamp. How do you drain the swamp? First you can fire them or you'll arrest them and put them in prison or you'll execute them. Just three ways you can you know drain the swamp. Uh, just he was calling for draining the swamp he basically was calling for a purge. He and his supporters. No wonder the American establishment persecuted him politically and culture, culturally. No wonder the American establishment is trying to label his movement as white supremacists, extremists and territory, uh, ter- terrorists. Territories. <laughs> uh, terrorists, Again, I'm neutral here. I'm just saying, um, if, if you want to... Uh, drain the swamp. Don't just start chanting drain the swamp. Uh, that's that's just stupid. Next, Turkish elections. Turkish elections are headed to second round major after all the candidates failed to secure a majority. Like I said in my, in my last episode, Turkey is important because of its geography. Despite high levels of inflation, and massive earthquake incumbent President Erdogan won the elections, and a massive crowd came out cheering for President Erdogan because they want more inflation. I guess, of course, Western governments do not like Erdogan, Western media openly said they want Erdogan gone, of course, Erdogan president Erdogan use those western media publications as propaganda see they want me gone because they they want turkey to be subservient to the west they don't want turkey to be more powerful and all that but they sh- they shouldn't have just called for it it's that's just stupid like how how stupid do you have to be it's like you know trump saying drain the swamp that's that's what western media are saying Adogan must go. What are you doing? (laughs) So anyway, Turkey's foreign policy will remain the same. It it will continue to bother NATO, but they have no choice because of Turkey's geography. Turkey is the only country that is preventing Russia from expanding into the Mediterranean Sea between Europe and Africa. Mediterranean Sea and, and the Balkans. Basically, Serbia. And former Yugoslav countries that Russia is stopped by Turkey and uh, Russian expansion naval expansion is stopped by Turkey and Turkey will be the gateway for Western powers to enter Central Asia eventually if they convince Armenia and Azerbaijan as well Azerbaijan maybe maybe Azerbaijan will be convinced because of uh, because uh, it it is a lot closer to turkey and they're basically turks they're muslims They they're going to be together they're going to have good relations unless something major terrible happens there uh, as for armenia West, many of the western pol- politicians have tried to woo armenia to join the western bloc against russia again Armenia has no choice but to be with Russia because of its geographical location and Armenians they I guess they are smarter than Ukraine Uh, Armenians there's a, a Huge Armenian diaspora in United States But I think at this point Armenia is staying with Russia Whether Armenia likes it or not. Uh, But next point. Turkey. uh, Turkey. Also needs the West. To deter potential Russian aggression. Right. It's not just that. uh, The Western governments need Turkey. Turkey also needs the West. They need each other. Uh, Without Western or NATO support. Russia would have just. At this point just completely annex Turkey or even they might have even turned uh, Turkey into a communist bloc and maybe uh, they could they would have corrupted Turkey and President Erdogan knows this President Erdogan knows the importance of Turkey geop- geography and Turkey's importance in geopolitics and he is using that fully to his advantage and he's—I don't know—they—they've trying some weird will resurrect the Otto, Ottoman Empire stuff. Um, you're not going to have a Turkey. Listen to me, Turkish people. You're not going to have a Caliphate as long as you're not in control of Makkah and Medina. It's—it's it's up to the Saudis if they—if there should be a new Caliphate or not. Or at least anyone who controls Mecca and Medina, and so, uh, Turkish people they don't control Mecca and Medina, so uh, you don't have a chance. I'm just saying. If you if you want some to create a new Ottoman Empire or whatever, uh, I'm just saying you don't have Saudi Arabia under under your sphere of influence. You don't have Mecca and Medina under your control, basically. US to offer India NATO plus membership uh, NATO plus is basically uh, Japan Israel Australia all the countries that are You know part of the Western bloc But are not in the North Atlantic uh, India should con- Considering the autonomy that Japan Israel and Australia have uh, I think India will most likely reject nato plus membership most likely unless they offer india something really really good it it again it depends on the terms and conditions but i think india will most likely will want to pursue an independent foreign policy not just become an ally or vassal of united states but a partner and a major power india has those ambitions and india will not become a major power under NATO—that's that's clear. They'll they'll be on a global stage faster. They'll reach just global stage faster in media, you know, like uh, like uh, Israelis or like Japanese. But we are already doing that, so wh- I don't think India should bother with NATO plus but again depends on the what are the terms and conditions that us is offering india but uh, it's highly unlikely that india will join nato plus iran and afghanistan border skirmishes so there is a border skirmish between iran and afghanistan afghanistan has a dam and they are not allowing enough water into iran so this is this could escalate into a first water war. Afghanistan has left a lot of American Amer, there are a lot of American weapons left in Afghanistan. When the Americans left Afghanistan they just kept uh, didn't bother to take out weapons for whatever reason. Not just 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 like a few weapons, but 85 billion dollars worth of weapons. So that's almost India's or Saudi Arabia's or Russia's budget. Russia probably is higher, I think. But that's bigger than India's or Saudi Arabia's budget and almost as bigger, almost bigger than uh, Russia's budget before the start of the Ukraine crisis. And uh, Iran and Afghanistan are fighting over water. Other potential hotsp- hotspots for war over water, I think. Uh, ethiopia and egypt and sudan i think that area has issues with water i think i think it's egypt and ethiopia if i remember correctly another issue another problem with uh, another potential hotspot for a war over water is india pakistan or india china there are many rivers that come from china to india there are many rivers that come to pakistan via india and if one party decides to turn off the water it could lead to conflict and these are really terrible conflicts that's one of the reasons why india has reached out diplomatically to israel so much in recent years because israel has mastered if uh, israel is really good at uh, water purification like turning salt water to into drinkable water i, I don't remember the exact phrase groundwater harvesting or something i, I don't i don't um, remember they're, they're really good at turning salt water into uh, regular drinkable usable water and india needs that that's one of the reasons why india is reaching out to israel so last story is technology based Google and Microsoft AI Innovations Google and Microsoft made a lot of AI announcements recently. Let's start with Google. Google announced AI Innovations and Hardware in Google I.O. Google's annual conference. BARD, which is Google's answer to ChatGPT, is now available to everyone in 180 countries. ChatGPT is a subscription, I think. BARD is free, just like Bing Chat, Microsoft's Bing Chat. Uh, everyone, almost everyone has a Google account. If if you don't have a Google account, uh, maybe you're using some every possible Google alternative. Uh, kudos to you, sir, ma'am, whoever you are. Uh, if you're using iPhone, if you're using Microsoft apps, if you're using Apple Maps, if you're not on YouTube or you're using TikTok primarily, kudos to you. But Everyone else who has a Google account, you can you can just use BARD. Google search is getting AI snapshots where you'll start seeing AI-powered answers at the top of search results that will provide context to your search. Android will get an ability to create a wallpaper based on your prompts. So basically, you just have to type in what kind of image you want in the text box. It will create a wallpaper for you uh other companies already have this uh E, I think open as the chat gpt company also is called something called Dall e d-a-l-l dash e uh there's also mid journey stable diffusion i think th- these are other two i think adobe has adobe firefly if i remember correctly uh, android will get an ability to create a wallpaper based on your prompts just type in what you want as, a, as an image it will create an image and you can set it as wallpaper Google messages will get magic compose which will use AI to help you reply to messages and adjust the tone of your messages it will help you with messaging AI. simple Google photos will get a magic editor uh, which will let you adjust lighting move the subject get rid of objection foreground and background in your photos now I really like google photos it's uh, it's a shame that microsoft doesn't have a competitor to google photos because i primarily use microsoft for backups and microsoft 365 and i people who use google photos people who use google for backups i'm insanely jealous of because of google photos i really like google photos i have on my phone but uh, i wish there was a Microsoft solution that will let me see photos on my phone as well as on my cloud backups. Google Photos does that if you are backing up to Google Photos or Google Drive. If you are backing up your photos to Google Photos or Google Drive, you can see your photos on your phone and your Google account. That's And all these nicer editing features that are available in Google Photos. So anyway, Google Photos will get magic editor which will let you adjust lighting move the subject without without any like shenanigans without trying to take photo again get rid of objects in foreground and your background in your photos finally google announced duet ai for google workspace this is similar to microsoft 365 Copilot, which which was announced few weeks ago or if not months ago Gmail will get writing assistance to help you write emails Google Docs will get writing assistance and proofreading Google Sheets will get organizing and classification features Google Slides will get ability to generate images from text kind of like the the Android wallpaper thing but for presentations Google, uh, Google Slides now to Microsoft Microsoft also had its annual conference recently called Microsoft Build. Bing chat will get plugins that are interoperable with OpenAI's ChatGPT, ChatGPT announced plugins Bing chat will also get those plugins and Bing chat plugins will also be into ChatGPT. Bing will now be the default search engine for OpenAI's ChatGPT. So basically there will be no difference between Bing chat and ChatGPT at this point. Yeah, you have similar plugins, you have similar training database, uh, you have similar training models and you have similar search engine. Yes, what's the difference? People who don't want to use Bing j- can just use Chat GPT monthly subscription with a monthly subscription. Microsoft 365 Copilot will be available in Microsoft Edge. Uh, Everything is available in Microsoft Edge at this point. Uh, I don't know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they had just Windows in Microsoft Edge. They are Xbox in Microsoft Azure. Oh. Microsoft Store will get AI generated review summaries for apps. Windows Terminal will get AI features via GitHub Copilot. Basically, what Google Docs is getting with writing assistance or what Microsoft 365 has, Microsoft Copilot. Microsoft 365 has with Microsoft 365 copilot. But for programmers, basically github copilot on windows terminal windows 11 will also get a copilot that will help you summarize content that you are viewing in apps rewrite it or explain it it will also, also help you adjust windows settings by just typing your command it will be on your taskbar so the game is on between big tech companies to deploy AI into as many products as possible. Apple is looking into it. Uh, I think Meta is already open source their AI and I think they have already surpassed Ch- uh, open AI and Google by op- just by open sourcing their data models, which was supposed to be open original missions. That's why original mission. That's why it was called open AI, but But because of their ability to create content, artists are nervous about these AI models. Writers and digital artists are especially concerned about their intellectual property as these AI models are trained on existing content. But whether they like it or not, AI is here to stay just like cloud computing. It's not going to be the next NFT or next cryptocurrency. It's here to stay. AI is here to stay. Anyway. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, just share my content, and give me feedback, and share my content. Uh, and I'll see you guys very very soon.